Hello everyone and welcome to Sea of Thieves podcast episode 8. Uh, we are here just after the, the showing of the Bethesda Xbox Showcase. And we're all sitting around here and I'm going to go around the table and introduce today. I'm going to just wing this as I go. This is going to be a, a, new, a new way of going. So starting the, the right here with... Yeah, uh, Joni, executive producer on Sea of Thieves. Oh, <laughs> fancy that. I know. Oh. <laughs> I'm Mike Chapman and I'm creative director on Sea of Thieves. Oh. Uh, I'm John McFarlane, Head of Creator Engagement, Sea of Thieves. <laughs> and I am John McMurtry, Head of Video Production, also working on Sea of Thieves. <laughs> and uh, James Bum, Social Media Lead, also Sea of Thieves, surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. If you are listening to us, uh, remember you can watch us on YouTube, on youtube.com forward slash Sea of Thieves. And if you're not... Um, watching us or listening to us, then you won't have heard me say this. But <laughs> if you are watching us and you want to continue listening to us, maybe you're on a trip somewhere in your car and you're like, oh, I want to hear this. is the most complicated way of saying it. Well, then you can listen to us in any reputable podcast app. And remember as well, use the hashtag SOTPodcast if you want uh James, to pull up your question. You can so. tell he's done this before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, if, and, if, and if you're not watching, you're missing John's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is, you know, so make sure you check out the YouTube link. We're going for animal print this summer. It's totally in. Uh, full animal print. <laughs> good good I clarification. Did, I did not skin an anaconda for this. <laughs> but we should go around and check in with everybody. It's been a whole five weeks um, since the last one. So what have you been up to? I haven't done anything, actually. Um, <laughs> it's been really, really boring. Yeah, That's what the run-up to kind of the Xbox Bethesda showcase is like. You just think about that all the time and you don't, you don't have a life, basically. So that's, uh, that's games over. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is I, I don't think I can even top that. <laughs> <laughs> Had some laurels planted in the garden. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Um, hoovered a lot of time. <laughs> um, no, nothing's really happened apart from... Yeah, all work related, really. And, uh, we were at the rooftop party. We, we had a rooftop to party at my building with DJ Tommy Conflict, oh, yeah. DJ Tommy Tank, and um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. You just gave like, him two names. Uh, well, that was Joe's name. It was DJ. It's Tommy. a long story. Oh. But we, <laughs> it was an angel. But his... He's already gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the only highlight of my. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I haven't been up to much myself either. I um, got my home office uh, sorted. Got a new laptop, new screen. It's looking good. Well, it's still a bit messy, but it's looking all right. But yeah. Can we just blame this current, like, heat. mood on the heat? Oh, it is roasting. <laughs> it is absolutely roasting. Yeah. I'm, I'm it's all coming from John. Like, oh, so. right. Just moist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, I would, I would love to remember everything I've done over the past five weeks, but I'm currently just dying from hay fever. So like, I don't really have anything. Although I did do a good escape room uh, this week Ooh. in Birmingham, which was, which was pirate themed. Uh, oh, nice! In in Blackbeard's cabin. Did you succeed? Fun. Of course. <laughs> did you wear a Sea of Thieves t-shirt? No, no, I didn't want to. I had a I had a rare pin. I wanted to see if they were like properly, you know, looking and paying attention. But um, yeah, they didn't spot it. I didn't want to go in like with them knowing that I was into into pirates. You know? I'm just must be shameless then. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're like a socialite compared to all of us, aren't you? You're actually like, going yeah. out and doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a rooftop party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I, I rode up to the Peak District on my motorbike and stayed there ah. and, and met a Sea of Thieves fan who was working in the pub that I went into to eat and he saw my top. He was like, oh, I've spent way too many hours playing that game and then he was like, oh, hold on. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was great chatting to him. He was a lovely guy. That's yeah. nice. Cool. So, there you go. Yeah, I forgot about that. I met a Sea of Thieves fun. fan in the gym as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, He came over and said hello in the slip. So shout out if you're do <laughs> you remember their name? It did not tell me his name. Man who wanted the bench and dumbbells. <laughs> um, so, Xbox Bethesda broadcast showcase. Um, how did that go? Pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty well, yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what was the run-up to press it? play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Like that was awesome. A, yeah, and the run-up to it. So, Let's let's talk about like the trailer all up kind of thing. Like, what was our, our thinking? Because usually we start these things months and months and months and months before. Yeah. Right. So what was what was our thinking? What were some of the problems we worked through with that? Compared to yeah. a lot of updates we've done in the past, um, captaincy. It's not it's not a new world region. It's not a new AI creature. It's not a new world event. So it's more of a concept. It's a way of life. It's a way of representing yourself in the Sea of Thieves. At its core, it's about, it's an extension of being the pirate you want to be. It's the all shit being extension of who you are as a pirate and it reflecting your journey. So it's not just naming the crest. It's your progression being shown through the ship and being extended through the ship. So I think for uh, players who have been with us for some time, they, they, at least have a good idea in their mind about what captaincy is. But I think for a more casual Sea of Thieves audience and beyond that, it's actually quite challenging when you think about it in terms of how you wrap that concept into a trailer that's understandable because it's the ship that changes, not the rest of the world. You're enjoying the world in a new way. So I think, and I'll, I'll let John jump in in a second on where we land with the idea for this, but I think it came from a place of what's the best way we can show off captaincy and share air excitement for how it fundamentally will change every Sea of Thieves session. So it's like, how do we capture that in a bite-sized trailer that's going to get people talking and get people excited? And in a, in a, in a, in a usual way, how can we put our rare spin on yeah. it, right? Yeah. I think that's the, kind of, the key thing that always comes to my mind first is like how do we put the rare stamp on it and so often that's like oh well how do we make it a bit funny a bit light at least anyway um and as i'm sure um most folks saw in the the run of the show it was like how do we make this light in the context of the, that whole show as well like what are we comparing ourselves to what's either side of this trailer how do we make ourselves memorable and stand out right exactly yeah, like, yeah. yeah. um and it was actually paul cunningham that came up with the idea of a song my initial idea was like a narrator sort of um, bit, sort of tongue cheek breaking the fourth wall sort of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but then it was like, oh, well, we could do a song, and it's like, yeah. that's a great idea. Everybody like, jumps on that yeah. idea. What a cool novel way to introduce it. Yeah, exactly. And so then it kind of went from you and, and me sort of scribbling down lyrics and trying to get a, a, a kind of base structure there, and then taking that to Robin. And then Robin coming up with this brilliant melody for it. Yeah. And then a lot of back and forth after that as well. Yeah, like, a lot of pressure on that, though. So I think we definitely wanted a a song that could cut through. Yeah. You know, the idea of the, the earworm. The earworm. We yeah. use that word so much. <laughs> the idea of creating an earworm. This has got to be something catchy that someone would hum after watching the showcase. It'd stick in players' minds. And the song itself be sort of joyous in the sense that it's a celebration of yeah. that feature set. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, to be a captain. You know, it's like you want that feeling coming out of the song. Yeah. So. Um, 
Who's he? Who's he? Are you going to sing live? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but 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 that's it, right? And it was it was really challenging because I mean, we didn't have much time, and it's like mm, this yeah, is kind yeah. of in and amongst everything else we're doing, right? Like we're yeah. shipping seasons, yep. we're shipping up monthly updates, we're doing videos, and it's like there's there's you two plus um, Robin Beanland just going away and basically trying to come up with a musical like <laughs> as yeah. a side project and, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and um and make it so the lyrics work, they explain what's in it, and and make you laugh, make you smile, um like and I remember kind of after the first cut, I was like. I'm not sure we're going to make this. Like, I'm not sure we're going to make um, do this. And we gave it one more sort of shot because mm-hmm. we didn't have much time. Right? Yeah. No. Um, uh, and then you, yeah, you came back and just absolutely nailed it. And it was like, yeah, we're in. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I think like definitely relish the challenge of that because there wasn't much time. I think from what would have been a really cool, but I guess arguably a more traditional approach to introduce the feature set to this really novel approach, which we all jumped on. I think like the opportunity to write a catchy song and get it to Robin fast enough so he could score it, which is what we identified was really going to bring it to life. I mean, that was just a, a fun challenge, right? And yeah. yeah, I know you were a little bit concerned. I know. Right? I was just can like, we bring it together yeah, in that time? Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, it all came together. Because music as well is quite a, obviously, subjective thing. So it's yeah. like you're finding something that all of us, just our, even our small group are all like, actually, that is quite quite good. Yeah, right. even humour. I mean, humour yeah, plays yeah. so differently with different people. It's like, how do we strike the right balance of informative mm. while still being funny and have that little kind of yeah that, that's a tricky one like explain this feature set through the lyrics please while also being humorous it's like and catchy right to be fair when you came up with the um, the profanity oh, yeah, rhyming yeah, with yeah. vanity line you yeah. were like you were like that's the one but, um, but it's really interesting as well because the process like it's not just us coming up with it and then we're done like, with their, like as part of the, the Xbox and Bethesda showcase there's, there's regular reviews that start in like don't know, February or like kind of kind of around that time where you first turn up with your kind of proposal and idea and you know they then they look at it all together but and I think we went in originally with a sort of safe proposal because we weren't sure yeah. about this one and then we sort of switched it out in March or April I guess uh, but but you have to then convince that wider group that doing a song is the right idea and it's going to be funny and that the jokes land right and um, so that that's always interesting especially when you're making little jokes about game pass and things right mm-hmm. so yeah. um, uh, but but Again, people looked at it and loved it and were just kind of, yeah, that's rare, that's Sea of Thieves. Um, so it kind of got through that process pretty smoothly. Remember that you sending me the first like draft of the, the song with you singing to it and it gave me proper Monty Python yes. vibes, which yeah. is exactly, I was like, yeah. nah, this is proper British humour, British music. I think a few that. people said that, didn't they? Yeah. I think that's where yeah, we thought... Good. Yes. That, that, that feels right for us. We yeah. like rare as a studio and the t- tonally air we should feel. Yeah. And I think the... the, the the element you, we don't, I guess, always get to determine is kind of where it sits within that showcase. Yeah. And obviously that's part of the team pulling it together, right, to have the massive impact across all of the titles. Um, but I think we looked out there with yeah. actually following quite, you know, it was Diablo, wasn't it? So yeah. quite, quite a deliberately dark experience. <laughs> and then we just cut yeah. through with this kind of funny, humorous tag. I think, I think that played to our advantage as well in terms of standing yeah. out. Honestly, seeing at home, I knew roughly where we were in the showcase, like time-wise. Mm. And so, but you don't know for sure. But then when I saw a trailer where someone was just carrying a disembodied head, I was like, <laughs> I reckon we're after this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, perfect. And what were some of the reactions, like, online? Um, like, like, it's gone down really well, actually. Really, really yeah. well. Seen, seen a lot of comments, I'm uh, sure you have as well, John, about just the catchiness of the song and a, a lot of players complaining that it's stuck in their head now, which is... Ultimately, sorry, but that was basically the goal, wasn't it? Um, and before we forget as well, like this is the 
this is us putting a face to the narrator. To the narrator. So, that, so yeah. voiced by very talented John McMurtry. So since right back at the start of Sea of Thieves, like the idea of having John be the singer and bring a face to that character, it's an absolute pleasure. Yeah. He's here now. We've got. He's him. here. Can, mm -hmm. He's in the build. Fully <laughs> <laughs> wrecked. He's, he's going on a world tour. So. <laughs> it is funny you talk about it being catchy, though, because I remember I actually like you know obviously getting everything ready on channels. Like I watched a version of it before coming up to do the uh, the Lost Sands stream. I was genuinely humming it, and I was mm. genuinely worried that at some point you're just going to cut to me in the, and I was just going to be singing it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was genuinely yeah. stuck in my head. Yeah. But just I mean another thing to mention as well, and this 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 extends to Robin and the love and the care that goes into this was like we set ourselves a lot of challenges right write, write a catchy tune that can explain and amplify what we're trying to say about captaincy it's got to cut through at an xbox and bethesda showcase um but we also wanted to have it as a piece of music and a melody that we could then use yeah. to represent captaincy so captains of adventure which is the track which has essentially been kind of shrunk down for the trailer that will feature you know when you first buy your ship and yeah. Pirate Lord introduces you to your new vessel. Like that music is front and center in terms of the feel of captaincy. So yeah, glad we glad we pulled it off or seemed to pull it off. Yeah, um, and you talked about Lost Sands, so that was a nice segue into talking talking a bit about that. Um, so first of all, what was we had the reveal stream, we had the announce of what we actually saved Lost Sands. Like, so what What has been the sentiment so far that we've seen out there from the saviour, apart from obviously, well, obviously your bitterness? Obviously it was rigged. <laughs> Absolutely like not. reveal exclusively. That would have made it so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> it, it certainly wasn't. I think it's interesting. Like, I think it was quite a, it's a very new thing for us in terms of handing the choice over to the community and what we saw is ideally what we wanted to see right you want to see players choosing a side and getting passionate about their side and rallying their side and all the propaganda we saw the posters you know absolutely amazing you know the the friendly banter in the studio um it's it's, it's exactly what you want right it's 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 players getting emotionally invested in the fate of the world from different perspectives and i think of course, like the fact that Golden Sands won, there's a whole other group of people that um, believed in the Reaper side and what it stood for, and they're going to feel a sense of disappointment. I do think as well, I think it'd be good to touch on this as part of this podcast, which is, I guess, the outward perception of what people thought the change would be. So I'll touch on it a little bit, but the, the perception of if Golden Sands is saved... Golden Sand is saved and it just stays the way it was versus the Reapers promising more fundamental change. And I mentioned it on the live stream, but the way we've positioned these changes is that either result is going to drive, you know, significant change in our world. The fact that Golden Sand has been attacked and been defended has happened now. So the way characters in the game think about Golden Sand is going to change. And likewise, the way Flame Art will go away and regroup now and how that will affect our ongoing story. I mean, these are seismic changes. So it's been interesting to see, I guess, what players were reading into, what it meant to choose. And I think there's definitely a learning there um, in terms of not outright saying if option A wins, here's a bullet point list, if option B is a bullet point list of what's going to happen. But I guess being more kind of overt with um, what conflicting characters want from the outcome. I think we can 
make that feel immersive and part of our world building, but, but just be a little bit more upfront. And it's the first time as well. So when people see this play out over several months, at least next time we get to one of these big community changes, I think the feel of that impact will be a little bit more clear as well in terms of what it will drive. So, yeah. As Christine's not here, I'll, uh, I'll play the part of community voice then. Um, don't worry, she's back next time. Uh, <laughs> I guess, are there any like other key learnings in terms of like, you know, presenting current progress to players in terms of like you know who's winning who's not and likewise like in terms of the design of the adventure obviously we went with something quite asynchronous with this one with reapers using boats versus merit getting supplies are there any other like learnings within those two i've asked two questions no no, that, no, no that, that's great i mean th there is i mean first time we've ever done this um the fundamental design of it you know we've seen how that's played out at scale what what players what gravitated with players, what seemed to not go down so well with players. I think when we look to the future, we'll, we're already thinking it more in terms of a symmetrical approach where the activity for either side is the same, um, but you're choosing a different outcome rather than it being, well, I kind of want to side with the Reapers or Merrick, but I don't really like the gameplay that they're asking me to do. So it's this healthy balance of we want it to make sense for the storytelling, but at the end of the day, it's got to be a fun gameplay experience. Yeah. It's still a game that we're presenting to players, so both sides need to be equally fun. Um, so that's something we've definitely taken away from Lost Sands. I think, and see in your second part of the question, which is the community discourse around wanting to see uh, either not seeing the update or seeing a more live update, I think we tried several things throughout Lost Sands. I think what feels right alongside the immersive in-game stuff which we'll touch on in a moment is the the snapshot approach where we keep the community updated with you know the state of play at the start of the week or the state of play after a weekend or after a couple of days but it's not like a live ticker because i think that i think that could have detrimental effects of how players engage with it so after a, you know a big rallying cry for the reapers you know on monday there's a snapshot of the effect of what that's and, and then the merit can then react to that yeah so i think i think the snapshot is the better way to present it rather than the more down to every statistic every second of the day are you also planning to you know not run the next one over a platinum jubilee weekend so. <laughs> yeah. luckily there's probably not going to be another one on well I'm <laughs> for a while you also touched on like another interesting bit there which i don't know if um a lot of our players like caught onto the fact that you know Golden Sands, the visual of, of Golden Sands was actually changing depending on what the state, um, whether it was like you know Reapers winning, stalemate or Merrick winning, and like that those live changes. Yeah. that's very new tech in Sea of Thieves. Very, very new, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and um, people are listening in, but I haven't really seen that being done in a, in a service before, in a live service or a game experience. But that is a service behind the scenes that we've built. For adventures, it's also how we deliver the mystery. So it's called the we call this thing the story service. And this essentially allows us to make quite seismic changes to the game while it's live. So seismic's your new favourite word, isn't it, Mike? Have I used that twice today? <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> Did I use seismic twice? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Four times. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great it, word. Isn't it weird how the human brain works? Like seismic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so seismic changes that can happen <laughs> while the build is still live. Yeah. So things that typically you take the game down for and people couldn't log in for, so big changes to our world. 
those things can already be present in the game and then we can toggle them on. So that's what players have been seeing with a mystery where we're waiting for certain actions to be completed by the community and then the world just changes. Um, so players will see that a lot as they go through um, the mystery and future mysteries, but we also employed it for the adventures. So really what it what we're excited about it for is it's essentially it's live storytelling allows us to continue to tell stories in the more traditional way through the adventures and through character dialogue and voiceovers but then we can drive live changes based on community action so that was one of the coolest things well sorry to interrupt that no, was no, one of the coolest I, things yeah. when there was people posting videos on twitter yeah. of the fog actually yeah. gradually disappearing yeah. from golden sands yeah. and i was like in real time yeah as in well. real time after yeah. the stream right yeah, at that moment like, that's cool it that's is very cool and it's big it, it's it's big seismic things <laughs> but it's also small things as well not all seismic but the small <laughs> um, it's not funny anymore uh, um, small things as well so in the in the mystery something as simple as a certain moment had been reached in the mystery, but then the footsteps appeared mm -hmm. on yeah. Sea Dog's Rest. Like that is such a small example, but I think for us as creators, that is a we can do some magical things with the story service. So what you're seeing is just the the tip of the iceberg with what we can do there. I won't say that again. I'm not don't call tip me tip of the earth. Mention iceberg again, I'm leaving. <laughs> but we can scare them out of people as well can't we that's all I think yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly with that kind of stuff we can just scare like everyone like, just that's all I want to do interesting right when you think of what this technology can do and what we thought about what was the right first mystery for us so we had some really interesting ideas that would really show off to your point the story service in a really interesting way and I think we've got so many ideas for future mysteries and as players will see it's 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 a parallel story. We're storytelling with it, but it does kind of feed into the broader narrative of Sea of Thieves and what people are seeing unfold with adventures and seasons, even. Talking about mysteries, um, we're obviously filming this a few weeks before it goes out live, but where are we up to now, um, mystery-wise? Ooh, this is... Uh, so I'm just sense-checking myself in case. I need to be careful what I say. So players have found a skeleton at Sea Dog's Rest. And there's someone behind the scenes who appears to be leaving messages for them. So players have discovered a specific lantern in the shallows on Sea Dog's Rest that appears to be revealing clues in the world. So alongside these music boxes that have been appearing, by taking the clue from the music players have been scaring the world and finding clues using this lantern. This is very much just the beginning. Um, and who you can trust and who's ultimately behind this, that's where, we, that's where we're rolling. <laughs> so was that aloof enough? Yeah. Well, how, are we, how are we feeling that, like, the, the pace at which people are solving it? Like, is it... It's, a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, like, it's very much designed... Um, to like leave space for conversation the thing that we want players to do is really um find those things in the game and be able to kind of stew on them and share theories and share ideas and like that's we're very intentionally leaving some breathing room a so people can talk b so people can catch up like these it, it's not meant to be you know because whereas when we drop an adventure people can go and play the adventure obviously we we do change things up with stuff like lost sounds where you can play it over and over and keep con contributing but 
yeah I, for me anyway it's like it's leaving that space for people to talk and discuss is like is important for the mystery because that fuels the mystery yeah. it's interesting because i think this is the thing we're going to learn the most from as well right yeah like just like we've got our assumptions and our thoughts and of how how it's going to play out and how it's going to roll out but i think this because it's so different and so new like how it like exactly what the pace is and and the, the mix of clues in and out of game yeah. and um just how it fits in amongst all the other stuff that's going on as well right it's like like because the thing is that there's so much stuff going on in sea of thieves all the time now with the adventures and seasons yeah. and like community days and so many things so it's it's just fascinating to watch it and kind of i think yeah we'll learn so much from this yeah. you, you you're right i think it is so new and different and it's even from a design process it's so different to creating an adventure or creating the content that players see in their seasons it's not a a canned experience that we strive to perfect and then release it's it's living and it's breathing and we're watching community interaction to james's point so yeah we'll already we've already learned yeah. quite a bit i would say based on how out of game activities linked within game activities and the types of things that we'd want to do in the future but Really excited to see it begin to ramp as we head into the future months. Definitely. And John spoiled that the singer in the trailer is actually yeah. the killer. Sorry. <laughs> it's a heartbreak. <laughs> Just feel the ending. Who, who, who paid him up? Yeah. <laughs> um, talking about adventures there as well. Oh, this is nice segues into to each one of these. Um, I'm doing a job for you. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> uh, we are now in the midst of the Forsaken Hunter. Forsaken Hunter, um, yeah. And the new adventure there. In fact, before we touch on the actual adventure itself, like where will we get you yep. on the you, you. on the uh, podcast? What, is he leaving? In a second? <laughs> 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 He's got a train ticket. He doesn't, he doesn't know it yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, let's talk about the trailers, the cinematic trailers. Ah, and like, yep. Talk about them. Talk about them. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> a, a fantastic lead-in, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, yeah, the cinematic trailers that we and the gameplay trailers that we release for each adventure are a lot of fun to work on. Um, we do the cinematic trailers with our partners real-time, as we have been doing with all of our cinematics. Um, but they're an interesting challenge as well because... We're trying to obviously set, set up sort of a, a level of excitement. You're like, yo, what, what's going on? I need to get in and play this adventure um, without obviously spoiling something that is um, time limited and you know all that sort of stuff. But they're really cool because building upon the lore of Sea of Thieves is, is so much fun. Like, see the stuff we've been doing with, with Merrick mm -hmm. um, and the Dark Brethren and all that sort of stuff. That's That's been really cool to sort of yeah. expand that beyond what we did in like A Pirate's Life. Yeah. Now that the... the they're an absolute blast to work on. Mm. Obviously, getting to work with with John on these around what's the interesting thing we can latch on to to get mm. people excited as part of these lore trailers. But I think they are like a different window into the Sea of Thieves. It's lovely to yeah. see a more cinematic take on these intimate character moments between some of players' favourite characters. And we are trying to strike a balance as well of making them exciting for players who don't know those characters, both in the, the set piece and the scenarios of where we are. But I know I always, I always share kind of early versions with you and you share your excitement for them. They're just an absolute blast to work on they really are yeah i think i think just to your point though and i'll be the do the boring business part because that's my job um that's what i bring that's the energy I bring. <laughs> so that's the purse strings guy but um <laughs> no but never heard that no, before. <laughs> the purse no, strings that's it. No, as, I, as i grow mature into my ep role i care more and more about the about the the, the business but 
the, the, the trainers cost like a not insignificant amount of money like on a yearly basis like doing 12 of those a year basically right Super and so, yeah and so so that balance of how we strike kind of teasing and kind of doing that but also trying to really excite and also be a bit clearer about what they're going to be going and doing or mm-hmm. what 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 mm-hmm. what this adventure is and stuff is going to be that balance because we really yeah. want to kind of continue exactly what you're doing about the world building and the characters and that kind of the intimacy between characters and stuff like like you talk about but but also how we kind of really drive that value and drive drive, drive people to watch it and 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 it brings them into the adventures right that's yeah. kind of the the sort of the the alternate purpose as opposed to just the the, the world and world building right so yeah. um so it's, it's just a really interesting balance to to kind of try and strike i think and and one that as we look to the the future sort of trailers like it's going to be Kind of how do how do we do that the best? Right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's, that's that is always the because obviously, as you know, Mike, we could probably we could go into the detail of like what this character's been doing. It's like, is it relevant? Mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah. not really. It's cool, but it's maybe not the most relevant thing for this particular adventure. That's you know only going to be there for two weeks. So that is a tricky balance to get right, actually. Um, but just from just from a storytelling perspective, like I think they're just so much fun to work on. Like whether when it's doing like the VO recording sessions yeah. that you and I are in, like so like all those amazing actors that we get to do the voices of the characters, finding a way to fit Shelley in there in each one as well. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. She, yeah. she can live. Um, <laughs> and, and there'll be like by the end of this year, there's not an insignificant amount of of minutes to watch of those things. No, like, by the time we get to the end of the year, you could sit and watch like a half hour. I mean, it will be like what they're about two minutes each. So yeah, you could watch about half an hour of full cinematic Sea of Thieves goodness. And like, as, play, as players will have seen here with Adventure Five, The Forsaken Hunter, a lot of the threads that we've been teasing are really paying off now. So I think Adventure 5 out of all of the adventures so far has got the biggest lore reveals. So I won't spoil it for players that haven't played it yet, but you'll see a lot of threads that continue, threads that began even before the adventure, the fate of certain characters, certain people coming back on the scene. Um, And as we look to the rest of this year with the rollout of adventures and the trailers we have planned, like it, we're really hitting our stride now with the storytelling. Yeah, and the next decision point is going to be amazing. I can't wait. Honestly, I cannot wait. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a big one. It's a big one this year, the next one. So the learnings from Lost Sands we talked about earlier, I think are they're great to have because I think it's really going to help us in the finalising the design for the next big community choice because, it, yeah, it's a... It's a big one, seismic. And there's also <laughs> and there's also a level of like um, like complexity to the adventures. They they do seem like as I've noticed from the beginning of the year till now, like you, like the team is really hitting their stride on like, mm-hmm. like the gameplay and and design around the, the the adventures. It's really cool to see them build up. But yeah, seeing the one that's after, I think the thing that we're all really proud of is they're all so different. Yeah, yeah. And I think they speak to different types of taste for our players. I think Adventure 5 that's out now is the one that's most akin to a more traditional tall tale in Sea of Thieves. It's got the quest book in there. It's There's a bit of cerebral puzzle solving. There's some great lore reveals. It really feels like a, a handcrafted story that leads you from place to place. But we've had things like, obviously, Lost Sands, which is doing a new thing with the community choice. We had the Shrouded Deep built around that huge set piece. So I think trying these different archetypal adventures, seeing 
what what gra- what different players gravitate towards, seeing how well um, you know players get on with them. I think that's going to feed into adventures that we plan towards the end of this year and into next year. But we've got lots already being worked on. Yeah, I think I think honestly the team has done incredible. Like to, to take this new sort of strategy, new approach, and um, alongside seasons, but to, to fold this in, like I think I think it's amazing. It like exceeds the kind of uh, I don't know the hopes and dreams or thoughts what, that was in my yeah. head around what we could yeah. do with this. Right, and to do it so swiftly, to be like six months into this new approach, and to be really kind of like just to see it played out how it has the first kind of half of the year, I think it's incredible. Right, and. Um, just, honestly yeah. like, so congratulations <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no I, I think it's brilliant and, and I think uh, you know how it's rolled out and to see the community and like like Lost Sands is obviously a, a real kind of highlight recently yeah, for it yeah. and, and stuff and knowing as well what we've got to come like we've got captaincy obviously what we've uh, revealed knowing what's to come for season 8 and alongside all these adventures like the, the, the you know the second half of this year is going to blow people's minds I think like with the yeah. decision yeah. points the content that's coming in seasons and stuff it's, the um, decision points yeah. are really interesting as well in the sense of engagement um, mm-hmm. with the community because I mean that was our even though we did it from our humble tavern here, that mm-hmm. stream that we did was our highest viewed, concurrent highest viewed stream we've mm-hmm. ever done on the Sea of Thieves Twitch channel. Like, so, so ooh, we should have hired that. another monkey, shouldn't we? <laughs> 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 no, but dressed yeah. it up like the Reaper's oh, monkey. Oh, like, that was a missed opportunity, wasn't that it? Was, well, yeah. next but then you time. would have needed like something for the part, for the for them to save Golden Sands. Like, what would they have had? Yeah, it'd a little be crab. Crab. It could be a crab. Or it could be like a monkey and a crab like that. Yeah. Or a monkey <laughs> like in a little. Can we get a monkey and a crab? Like, like a little like chiffon <laughs> thing. So it might look like a force ghost, like a little ghost. <laughs> yeah. <or something>. yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, For the next one, then. Well, he's totally said um, like a massive crab. So we need a gimmick. A massive monkey. A massive monkey. Just inflatable ones, just looming behind. No, real crab. Oh, real crab. Start pinching your nose and stuff like while the monkey's being sick on John. Fox runs across the sea. This, that's how we get more views. <laughs> that's, that's how we get like the best viewed clip on Twitch that week. And this uh, is exactly on. what all meetings are like. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty much different yeah, flavors. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you are right. He was it. It was. John, get on that for this. Yeah. The next decision point for him if we don't have animals. Like, I think crustaceans. What you said, like in such a short amount of time, I think we've hit this rhythm now where we've got all these adventures planned and we're learning different things from them. And the, you know, the start of last year when we were, late last year when we were planning this approach out, I think the challenge and the ambition was that it wasn't let's go change something we're doing over here and replace it with this. It was yeah, it, it was, was on top yeah. of what we were already doing. It was adding adventures and mysteries to our seasons, which players already understand well in terms of those three monthly releases with yeah. features that change the sandbox in new ways and give you new systems, new progression. So, like... I think that's been the challenge and the ambition. We should add it on top of the things we're already happy with. Um, but to see it, to see us hit our stride, I mean, we're already, I mean, not to say too much, but we've had meetings this week that take us all the way to next June and beyond in terms of where the storytelling is going to go. And there's, that's the challenge with knowing where the decision points are and there's almost hypothetical option A, there's hypothetical op- option B. You've got to play that out over at least six months so yeah. it feels satisfying. So... It's a challenge, but yeah, so excited about where this is going. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're like spending more than we've ever spent as a as a studio on Sea of Thieves, like in terms of just like budget, dev, everything. Like I've been looking at it recently and I was like, 
In a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a good yeah, way. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's great. Like, yeah, Because yeah. like, we're so in and invested and like there's so much more, more opportunity in, in the world and like to keep growing this and get past, you know, we're, we're past 30 million, right, to kind of hit the next milestone and grow how many people are playing it every month and stuff so yeah it's great careful right. what you say don't get me on my soapbox because I'm going to eat up the rest of this podcast <laughs> I think, no I think not many creators developers studios out there in the world get the opportunity that we have mm-hmm. of a world with a deep sense of world building and law and it's not just a snapshot and then it's gone yeah. it's constantly evolving I mean, we we did that in our early years purely in terms of content um, but now we're really doing it a lot more readily in terms of the storytelling. And it really feels like that story is unfolding every month now. And that that is, I think everybody on the team, everyone on the design team, everyone recognises how much of a privilege that is. Yeah. We haven't got to go back in 20 years' time and do Star Wars Special Edition and change some stuff. It's, it's changing now. I don't know why I went to Star Wars. <laughs> it happens quite a lot. Mm-hmm. But but honestly, it feels to me like this is the best Sea of Thieves has ever been, like as a yeah. live service, right? In terms of like the game growing, evolving, but all of these things to do all the time. It's just like there's always stuff to talk about, always stuff to watch, always stuff yeah. to play. It just feels as it should, I think, a live service, right? Like it's just it's just busy in the yeah. best sort of way, right? And like just that the studio itself feels like we're getting into that this nice, really predictable rhythm of going through things and like delivering stuff. Like um, yeah, it's like we're kind of past that point at the beginning where we're kind of chasing um, yeah. and then there we're just kind of like, oh, this is this is good and you get, you've got time to sit back and like review what you've done and make decisions about future content because that stuff's already planned out. So I think it's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I read a tweet this morning, I'll paraphrase it, um, but <laughs> it was, broadly it was in response to someone else talking about Sea of Thieves and someone basically just said kind of what you did which is like how we update and evolve and how often we're doing it and how smoothly we're kind of doing it like that we don't kind of get enough credit for it as, as you know so we'll give it to ourselves on our own, <laughs> on our, on our own podcast but no but it's like but honestly like the, if you think of the last couple of years especially right during this kind of pandemic the fact that we've been working on Sea of Thieves for, um, for, for a while now but the, the rhythm that we've got into and that regular and the, the, the just the kind of tight-knit nature of the team and the relations between everybody and the, the just the process everything like um, has meant we've managed to deliver on all of our plans over the last kind of couple of years mm-hmm. right starting with the pirate's life yeah. was that huge thing but, during, during COVID yeah, yeah we're yeah. all working at home yeah and then shifting to this and everything like I think honestly I think it's an incredible achievement for the team like and you see how hard games development is in a remote environment like a fully remote environment you've seen it across so you know so many different titles that have kind of not kind of like released when they thought they were going to and stuff which is because it's super hard but yeah. but that just that kind of you know the relationships the understanding the kind of um the desire all of that kind of stuff that the team has i think i think it's incredible like what the what the team's managed to accomplish over the, the last couple of years especially so like kudos to everyone like, i'm trying to think of is there a big subject i've missed before we go into questions i can't think now I will say it's not a community question, but obviously we touched on on captaincy and, and what we have yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, why, yeah. why did but we haven't asked everyone around the table what they would name their ship oh good question I didn't realise you were going to go there I thought you were going to be like could you give any teases to it because we, we purposely aren't revealing loads of information yet because closer to the release date is when we'll actually get into that so I'll, I'll let I'll let Mike do the tease okay um, 
I don't think I've thought of a ship's name. So a bit of teaser, a little bit of info about captaincy beyond what we've released so far, but not too much. <laughs> yeah. Mm. This, so, so like, that's enough. enough yeah, enough. I'll just be like. <laughs> 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 Before yeah. you do your teaser, maybe it's a chance to recap. What did we show in the trailer there? Mm. So we said you can name your ship. Yeah, we'd name your ship. We had the new interior customization. Mm. We alluded to, which I think where the T's can be around choosing your path. Mm-hmm. So I think we've talked about Captain T for years. <laughs> and like we, we've never said we weren't going to do it because we've always wanted to bring it to the game. Um, beyond customising your ship and it feeling like your own, um, a big thing we've embraced, a big element of the design we've embraced is the idea of the ship really embodying who you are, who you are and what you stand for. So the way that you play the game... Um, unlocks new progression options that will be visually shown on your ship for others to appreciate as well, both near and far in the game world. So I think trying to encapsulate that in the trailer was quite hard, but that's what Choose Your Path represents. There's multiple paths that as a captain you'll be able to choose. And so it goes deeper than just customization. There's actually quite compelling new progression options that unlock when you own a ship. And of course you can own multiple ships and take different paths. Um, so yeah I'll, I'll leave it there I think John and I shared a moment where we were both about to break into Celine Dion when you were like near and far <laughs> we both looked at each other and had a little, had a little moment oh, <laughs> near far <away. laughs> um, yeah. I've, I've, I don't know what to call my ship what are you going to call your ship James start with yeah, you the only name I have in my head right now is the pesky ferret Pesky ferret. That I works. don't know why, but just that cheeky works. sort of. Whenever I play, especially if I play like solo or like I'm not on someone else's crew, I just tend to like to find people and be mischievous and yeah. like bark questions at them and like ask them for trivia facts and like I'll just like throw loot at them if they answer me or fight them if they fight me. Yeah. Um, so it'll probably be something like that. Will your mum get through the? Uh... <laughs> We're <laughs> <laughs> being chased by your mum. Like, like, uh, like, will I get food? I think you will. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there you that. go. That will be. That will be. Enjoy <laughs> a little, little, little bit of trivia. So, in the in the latest design playtests, and nobody's going to understand this. I'm apologise. This is like a. Is this a nineties reference? You have to tell me. But we did call the ship the old rag doll. Oh, oh rag, yeah. From Rosie and Jim. Yeah. So yeah, we were playing on the old rag doll. But no, I think. So obviously you. Players can own multiple ships of different types. But I think my first two ships, um, I'd have one with the rare sails, obviously permanently saved. Nice little choice of rare cosmetics. I'd probably call it the rare treasure. I'd have one called the rare treasure, and then um, I'd have to do a sloop called the Mad Monkey Ah. in honour of Monkey Island. I think that's where I'd go. Very cool. What about you? Fenton. And you've got to have the, uh, we'll call it the, the Kato sales coming, what they're called, but um, good boy, 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 good good boy, 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 good the one that I've said so many times, I'm just looking at Joe because every time we talk about it, I'm like, um, <sighs> so juvenile. But I was like, <laughs> the stinky stool was the one that I wanted. <laughs> uh, so I was just like, double meaning. Like, but there you go. I hope our community are a little bit more kind of oh, you know, aspirational. Uh, sort of like pirate yeah, names. Pirate so names, yeah. I think there's going to be a mix. Well, yeah. 
A mix is good. A mix, <laughs> a mix one, is good. Day one, you're going to plug thing, it'll be, it's morbid time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So I think that's uh, Binley Mega Chippy going to fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Binley bin Mega Shippy. Yeah, Binley Mega Shippy. Oh, come on. The E3 missed opportunity. Yeah, that is a missed opportunity. Huge opportunity. Yeah. But that's uh, like, honestly, I think that you'll get that mix because oh, yeah. like, yeah. we, we want the mix, right? Yeah, we want no, the totally mix. Right. It's yeah. a... the main thing is like those. The name is just become synonymous with the ship's progress and what it's done in the world, and I think that's the powerful part. And mm. how you choose to represent yourself, the name is just another way to do that. So if you want to have the the funny ship and put all the kind of light hearted uh, customizations on it and be that reflect how you play in the game, I think that's the main thing, right? It's the ship is the extension of your identity. Um, the ship is what you use in all your adventures so it's going to be cool so I can't wait to see yeah, the stinky stool on the seat <laughs> I'm just honestly I'm imagining the people using the, um, the the speaking trumpet to just shout Fenton <laughs> while they're chasing <laughs> it yeah. the Fenton chasing it like brilliant so <laughs> This is a nice thing to, to, to confirm as well. But when you obviously when you look through the spyglass at a ship at distance, yeah. the banners will come in. Yeah. So you don't just have to be very close to the ship to be able to read the crest on the back or on the ship. We will be bringing those those banners in, and those banners will reflect the the path that you've chosen, Fenton. Just thought of that just now, so I'm, I'm definitely going to get Questions, have we got? I will, I will seamlessly, seamlessly pull up some questions. Just a couple. Um, well, what else did we see? There was, the, there was a single cash endpoint for all your loot, Mike. There is, yeah. There a lot is. more to reveal about that. There is, yeah. Deliberately uncentered nice cap, capstans as well. Yeah, you saw that. You saw the screen grab, yeah. They put that in there. Yeah, so... the. The way we've, yeah, there's there's so much to talk about here, and, and we can save it when mm, we when yeah. we dig into captain in the future. But the, a lot of the thinking is around being a captain, meaning something in the world, and bringing in extra conveniences. So as a captain, if you were a captain in a pirate world, you're you're a VIP, right? You're an important person in that world. Um, so you get exclusive perks that other players don't get, but they aspire to own a ship, so they get access to these things. But the um, there's a new set of characters coming in called the sovereigns. And these characters deal exclusively with captains. And players will be able to take their treasure directly to them. Players saw the little lift and there's a little harpoon on there. So offloading treasure becomes more convenient. But I won't say too much, but... They sound the elitist. So, so they are very elitist. So they've got, they, they've got the, the, the wigs and the powdered faces. They're definitely pirates who've been paid off in some way. So I would, I would just say... Take a close look at the sovereigns because there's definitely some clues on what their motivation is and what they're trying to accomplish. So, yeah, <laughs> just a couple of quick questions. Um, one from Bob Joe says, Will captaincy ever be added? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you, Bob. Deadly Dorito, one, two, one, three, to give them their full title, says, How do you guys create the story for Sea of Thieves and. Um, but also how can pirates keep up with the story? So I guess, you know, if you've got two weeks... Yeah, you, I mean, this is great. That's, uh, if that's, you want to talk that's a great it. question. Dim the lights. Let's, let's <laughs> do it. Um, I get together with um, Chris Davies and uh, Chris Alcock, who wrote our novel, and we spend a good couple of hours in a, in, a, in a meeting room together and we just talk about what, like, thematically where we want to take Sea of Thieves. And 
don't get me wrong, there's a lot of thinking for the future years that we've had in our heads for, for years. Um, but it's really fleshing that out at a more detailed level. So we start with what's the story of 2022? What's the story of 2023? Where are we going to take the Sea of Thieves world? And then we kind of break that up into, I guess, beats and events that happen and they form the high level for what become the adventure designs. They're the episodes that get toward that broader story. Um, and then at that level, we we work with the designers on trying to pick the right gameplay to bring that story to life. So it's a it's a really cool process. Cool. Yeah, and you, but you have to fold in as well, like your understanding of where the game mechanics are going to, right? Like, yeah. And yeah, I mean yeah. that that's a that's a big thing with trying to make them sit seamlessly alongside seasons. So knowing when adventures are coming in and then being after certain seasons, knowing we can rely on. Um, the new functionality that we're adding because they're a great way just beyond the story to showcase the mechanics in new and interesting ways that players <laughs> haven't seen before and really like put them on a pedestal by showcasing them um, so that's why we get together and we just talk about the story because essentially we're weaving the tapestry like what what we start with what's coming in with what have we already got planned for seasons what are the hanging threads we've got with their storyline and how can we pull all that together but also, of course, how can we surprise and it not play it exactly the way people would think um, to keep people guessing and keep them emotionally invested? There was an interesting second part to his question there yeah. about um, how would someone keep up with the story? Mm. Yeah, so this is... We've talked about this on the podcast before. I mean, there's there's more functional answers to that, which is we, we want to get video playback on the front end, which we desperately want to be able to do that. So, like you said, at the end of this year, they can go back and they can watch... All of the trailers that we've yeah. created and we can host richer content on the front end. And that'd be an inspiration for what you could play. I think that'll just get more value at this, all the effort that we're pouring into these trailers. So there's that. There's also the way we design the adventures. So ensuring that we weave in several narratives. So there's natural jumping on points for other players. We're also, and again, I don't want to tease too much, but there's definitely characters that we're thinking of for this year that play a more informative role. So um, much like Umbra, expanding on the idea of Umbra, but it's not Umbra. So characters that basically bring you up to speed with what's been happening in the Sea of Thieves world. Is it John's character? <laughs> it isn't, but through the method of song, that'd be really nice, wouldn't it? It would be, <laughs> it would be like cool. The, the story would... so far, but as a song. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a little, there's, a little, there's a little link there it's with, like with one of the characters. Early on in Thor Ragnarok, where he goes and he sees like the people doing the silly play of like, oh, the yeah. end of Thor 2, is your character doing that? But, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just I mean, in every time. Around. It's a really tricky balance with trying to pay off the threads that are super engaged. They just want, where's this character? Where have they been this whole time? We want to see an end to this, but... You've also got to deliver it in a way that makes someone who's less invested or hasn't yet really discovered the law, they're just playing for the core gameplay, a reason to be involved. So it brings it to life for them. So that that's a in those meetings that we have when we're planning a set, that's the balancing act that we're trying to... Well, that's the thing. There's still story threads from, like, end of 2019 to... There is. There is. There's lots of... Um, I guess, ultimately, what Flameheart is trying to do um, is... A little bit clearer now with the events of Lost Sands and obviously with Shredded Islands, but yeah, there'll there'll be a revisiting, I would say, of some kind of classic storytelling from Sea of Thieves from a few years ago and really paying off that in a surprising way. I do think there's a lot of stuff we can do out of game though, like a joke about yeah. doing like a story so far, regular yeah. kind of recap yeah. or something like that. Should we be... do? Sorry. 
No, no, but like in video form. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 no, in video form. Yeah. Like, a, like in terms of, you know, we've got, like you say, 30 minutes that we'll have at the end of the year. We uh-huh. could do a shortened version, but with a voiceover kind of yeah, showing could, the highlights and stuff like that. You could do some like sort of yeah. stuff to like link yeah. them together, but nicer yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. So, yeah. Don't worry, I read the story so far. Yeah. Yeah. I so I'm going to say I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. Yeah, we do do the recaps on the website, which are penned by Chris Alcott. Yeah, yeah. It's a so, it's a balance, right? It's yeah. it's really accessible kind of repositories like that, right? That you mm-hmm. can access. But I think doing it in game immersively through characters. Yeah. I mean, this is not on a roadmap anywhere, but I would love to do this in the future where you can go into the taverns and there is like the version of Encyclopedia Britannica, and it is like just the history <laughs> of the Sea of Thieves that you can just read through mm-hmm. like a book. And having books like that on the ship, that is something that is a lovely idea. Um, it's not on the roadmap currently. Uh, but I think there's, that's an example of ways that we could do that in the game that feel immersive. And the people that want to get up to speed, they can in a really easy way. Mm-hmm. I think, I ask one more? Yeah. Like Lord, Lord Whisper asked, Ooh. and you're talking about old character. you're talking about characters um, that we've seen. Um, he'd like to know where Stitcher Jim is, or if he'll ever come back. Last time we saw him was in the Heart of Fire Under the Devil's Thirst. Yeah, so he's still down there. He just, yeah, lost his footing and... His story's over. He's never coming back. Never. No. Ever. No. Oh, Off screen. The lava. <laughs> Watch this space. Watch, <laughs> Watch this space. He's out there somewhere. That's very good. Lotion. Scorched yeah. Jim. Yeah. Quite his new name. Scorched Jim. Yeah. What's the thing that's very raw? It's The bit that Anakin, like Obi Wan, says as he goes to him, "You never make the jump." Or what? I have the high I have the high ground. I have the high ground. You'll never make. You'll never make the jump. Watch your foot in there. This is why I don't write scripts. I have a bump. You'll never make that jump. That's lava. I am higher than you. <laughs> I have an elevated position. Uh, uh, okay, well, <laughs> the heat's got to us. Yeah, the heat's got to us. On, uh, on that uh, note, we're going to end this, but yes, you can watch us on YouTube, any of the podcasts or any of the stuff that we've been watching there. Forsaken Hunter trailer, if you haven't done that, get over there on YouTube and watch the Forsaken Hunter trailer. And if you haven't played it, obviously jump in and, and play the Forsaken Hunter. It's live right now, um, assuming you've watched it when it's live <laughs> and not later on. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you've got uh, the video on YouTube or you can listen to us in any reputable podcast app. Remember, hashtag SOT podcast if you want your questions read out on the, the next podcast. You can now watch us on Spotify as well. Oh. Yep. Yeah. There you go. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you can... Will it be like when you're on your phone and it's on like the screen when you're listening to music and it's got like us doing all like just like a loop if you take your laptop out, book to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, if, if not, that's what I want. Yeah. Well, well, we, yeah. well, we could yeah. do that, couldn't we? Just, yeah. well, I mean, we, we have definitely just coloured lights over us. And <laughs> we have definitely just captured you doing that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 that, <no matter> what. <laughs> That's the thumbnail. Yeah. Yeah. I think we had that from a previous one anyway, didn't yeah. we? Like, we're going back in time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's us. That's us for for this month, and we will see you. We'll see you next one. So thank you very much for everybody here, and thank you for listening. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.